Tell somebody healing is here. God is good, isn't he? And he wants the best for your life. How many of you parents uh, just love your children? Right? You just love your children. And uh, one of the worst moments of being a parent is when your child is sick, like really sick. You really get serious about it. It bothers you constantly. You can't, you're thinking about it at work. You're thinking about it. I can't even imagine what some of these people who have a child in the hospital with something extremely, you know, dangerous. Uh, I, I don't even know how they function. I, I, just the grace of God, I guess. I just don't know how you would do it because it would seem like an overwhelming task to try to not think about where your children are physically. And, uh, you know, that's, that's how God is. He is a, he's a healer because he's a father. And... Uh, you know, we, we're not better than God is. We have those emotions of uh, compassion and empathy because we're parents. And uh, we don't, it's, it's, it's a lot more than just feeling sorry for your kids. It's something deeper than that. Like, I got to do something. And you know, the truth is, I know about all of you here, if you had a child sick, you wouldn't care. You'd pay everything. You'd say, just take the checkbook, take the house, take the car. I'll start all over. Uh, just whatever I have to do, I don't care because it, it means that much to us for our children to be healed. And I've been talking in Baton Rouge about the seven, God's second, seven secrets of success in life. And this is part four. I've been talking about the other uh, dimensions of that. And I've been really talking about the seven times that Jesus shed blood because each time he shed blood was a powerful uh, voice in our lives. No drop of blood of Jesus was shed by accident, and none of it was worthless. It was all powerful. It all has a voice. The Bible says the blood of Jesus speaks to us better things than the blood of righteous Abel. In other words, God has the power to get a voice inside of you, a voice of healing, a voice of sanctification, a voice of joy, a voice of conquest. He's able to, rather than the rules being on the outside, the blood of Jesus is able to take and get inside you and it becomes a voice in your head. Like, you can't live like that anymore. You can't accept that anymore. You can't be like that anymore because something new has happened on the inside of you. Right? It's true. That's why, we, you know, when we have communion, that's why we don't rub it on our heads or on our arms or on our head or on our legs. We, we, we drink it because the problem is not on the outside of you. The problem is on the inside of you. It's in your nature. And Jesus replaces your nature with a new nature. That's what blood is. Actually, the Bible says in Leviticus 17, it says the life is in the blood. And the word life there means the nature, the essence of something is in the blood. And that's why the Bible forbade all people that were Israelis, that were Jews, to drink blood. You could eat meat, but you had to wash the blood off of it because they believed Leviticus 17, that the nature of something was in its blood. So they would have to make sure there was no blood. You weren't able to eat blood or drink blood because they believed, but because they were taught that something's nature. They didn't. They didn't, they believed that you ate, a, if you ate a, a bloody steak, you're full of bull. You know. And someone likes to think, like, I am not letting my husband eat another one of those bloody steaks again. I see the problem. <laughs> he is full of bull. <laughs> but they believed that, uh, that, that the, there was something special about the blood. And even in our culture, if if someone is, is a carpenter, we say carpentry's in his blood. 
our music. Music's in his blood. Our sports is in his blood. His grandfather was a sportsman and his father was a sportsman. Now he's a sportsman. It's in his blood because we, we relate blood to the nature of something. It's in their bloodline. Even with dogs, the pedigree of a dog or a horse, we say it's in their bloodline. Right? Because we know it's more than blood. There's something in it. And that's why when Jesus said in the, in the scripture, when he said, you must... Eat my flesh and drink my blood or you have no part in me. They were like, I'm out. This is a hard saying. I can't get it. I'm out. Many disciples, they said, I'm, out. I'm not in. Whatever. And Jesus said, the words I'm speaking to you, they are spirit and they are life. So he said, it's not about natural flesh. It's not about natural blood. It's about a spiritual truth. This is a spiritual thing. So when, that's why they freaked out because Jews weren't supposed to drink blood. And Jesus said, you have to drink my blood. In other words, my nature has to somehow get into your nature and change your nature. I can't fix you with rules. I have to get inside you. You have to drink it. You have to eat it. You have to change from the inside out. This was the message of Jesus. Don't just clean the outside of the cup and leave the inside dirty, but get to the source of the problem. If you get to the source of the problem, you're going to really change. Stop dealing with the fruit when you can get to the root. Right? And that's how Jesus taught because he knows that people do bad things because they've been hurt mostly and they want to feel better. And if they could feel better, they wouldn't need the bad things they're doing. And that, that, that you, there's not just saying don't do bad things. It's better to find out what's in them that's hurting. All of that came from the rejection of the nature of Adam. We are the seed of Adam. His blood is running through us. And the, the, the uh, dysfunction that was a part of the fall... The rebellion and the stubbornness and the self-destructiveness that was in Adam was passed down through the generations and compounded by grand, great-grandparents and, you know, grandparents and parents. And, and then we just pile on more goofy stuff and hand it down to our kids. Right? So Jesus understood to fix it. There had to be a change in the bloodline. There had to be a refreshing. There had to be a renewing of the bloodline. In order for there to be real, lasting change. And so when we look at Isaiah 53, and we're looking today at the blood of healing, the blood that was from Jesus' back. And most of us, even like people, you know, probably Willie Nelson knows by his stripes I'm healed. He knows amazing grace and he knows one scripture, by his stripes I'm healed. I mean, I'm talking, I'm, don't, some of you say like, don't mess with Willie. <laughs> All right, I'm not messing, I'm saying something, there's something good. I mean, you just, I mean, you, you go to your local bar room and say, how many believe by your stripes I'm here? I believe that. I believe. Because they've heard it. It's one of those things we grab onto because it's simple and we, uh, we, we, uh, we attracted to it. Because it's, it's something we can grasp. And by his stripes, I'm healed. Say it with me. By his stripes, I'm healed. Isaiah 53 verse 5 says this. But he was wounded. For our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Father, in Jesus' name, let your word become a revelation to us. Let it get inside of us. Lord, let us eat it. Let it become part of our flesh and blood. Let it become part of how we think, how we live. Lord, let it change us, we pray today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, 
Amen. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. He was wounded for our transgressions. And when you read it, you think, well, is this about sin or is this about healing? Transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. We understand that this, this, these uh, four verses or these four concepts are like a package that they somehow go together. Because sin can be dealt with without bruises and beatings, Jesus shed his blood. If you get what I'm saying, there, salvation was paid for by the blood of Jesus, but this specifically has to do with the body. He was wounded. He was bruised. His, the chastisement means the, the beatings or the, the whipping. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. All this has to do with what Jesus suffered in the passion. So it has to do with the same blood that is being shed. So I suggest that it has more to do than just one scripture by his stripes. We are healed. I'm going to suggest it has to do with not just healing, but the causes of sickness. But the root of sickness that has to be dealt with. And if you could get the roots, you could get the fruit. So it's more important than to keep, you know, keep getting sick and then keep getting healed. Uh, what about not get sick? Here's an idea. Stop doing the dumb stuff that makes you sick. You're like, it's like what Pastor Edwin said, go ahead and change your oil. You won't need a new car every two years. Just change your oil, man. Wouldn't it be better to just learn how to change your oil than to believe God for $40,000 every three years? It's much simpler because God wants to say, you know, your real problem is, is very much simpler than some cosmic, I just need a healing, I need a healing. God wants to give you a healing, but he wants you to stop doing the stuff that's making you sick. That's different. Everybody wants, I want the blessing, I want financial blessing. But they don't want to stop swiping the credit card. And they don't want to say no. They want to keep spending more money than they make. God, just bless me. I just want it to be like a supernatural, magical mystery where I suddenly became rich. <laughs> Listen, if you became rich, somebody else is going to get your money because you're still not wise. If I gave you a million dollars, three years later, you'd be like, dang it, I lost it all. And the people who are wise would have your money. So God would rather change you and tell, teach you how to stop doing dumb things and teach you how to do wise things so that you know what to do with the blessing. Am I hollering too much? This is like a happy holler. This is not a... Because I want you to, you know, one, evangelists, they can get away. They can say anything. Pastors, you know, we have to live with it. If we tell you something, we got to live with it. <laughs> Pastor, you said, you're like, yes, I know I said. But it doesn't work. But I said it. So evangelists, they could just say anything, read anything, say anything, they're out of here. Like, Pastor, you live with that. You prophesied somebody be married within a year, and they still single five years later. <laughs> Thanks for the prophecy, bro. I got a crying woman say, why did God tell me I was going to get married? <laughs> and she's lonelier than ever now. <laughs> so you got to get real when you're a pastor because they, people are looking right at you. And in Israel, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. What is a transgression? 
Well, transgression is stepping over the line. I'm going to give you today the three causes of sickness and, and the one healing for sickness. But I believe that the blood of Jesus can change the things that are causing the sickness because he's got to change you. Tell somebody, when you change, everything changes. See, everybody knows it's really true. It's not really other people that's got you messed up. It's really you. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. It's not black people. Come on now. It's not white people. <laughs> it's not politicians. Your deal is about you. I don't care if you get a big tax break. If you don't change, you're still going to be broke. <laughs> I don't care what Congress does. you got to change. And that's the only thing you have control over. You don't have control over the government or other people. you got control over that guy in the mirror, and that's the only one that really needs to change. Who invited this guy to preach this morning anyway? <laughs> I love you, but, uh, you know, i got to tell you the truth. A transgression is just this. These, I'm going to give you the first one. The first cause of sickness is transgression. What is a transgression? Well, um, to, um, uh, to transgress literally means to cross the line. Right? Forgive those who have transgressed against us. It means like trespass. Matter of fact, one version, the King James says, forgive us our trespasses. Right? We know what trespassing is, right? No trespassing sign. And you go across that line. You have gone onto someone else's property. You have crossed the line. Now, how many times when it comes to your physical life have you crossed the line? One biscuit was okay. Don't shout me down when I preach it good. And even one pat of butter, but not in Louisiana. No, 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 no. We got to just get a, like a tablespoon. Of and that wasn't bad enough. You're like, could you have honey with that? You got honey. You got any strawberry jelly? Bam, bam. And pretty soon a harmless biscuit becomes a, a death trap. And then when you finish one, you're like, I believe I need one more. You transgressed at some point. Not, biscuits are not sin, but they might be, uh, I'm not going to argue with you if you tell me they are. They might be. Might be like crack for fat people. <laughs> like I can't handle it. I see those biscuits at, at Popeye's. I don't know. So I'm just, kiss on me. And I, before I know it, I'm just laying in a pool of butter and jelly. And I, <laughs> stealing money out of my wife's wallet just to... <laughs> It might be, but, but I'm pretty sure one of them won't hurt you. But it's when you transgress and step over that line. In America, we're stepping over the line all the time. In Louisiana, we're stepping over it twice. Then we're erasing it. <laughs> like there ain't no line there. This is God's will. <laughs> Put some extra grease on it. God will heal us. By his stripes, we're healed. <laughs> I mean, we every, everything the Bible says don't eat, we eat it. He says, don't eat pigs. We eat every part of the pig, his tails, his ears, his nose. We eat his feet. We eat every, everything God said. No. Some of you get mad right now. Like, I'm going to still eat pig. No, I don't care what you say. I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but a pig, God calls it a land vulture. He doesn't use those words, but, you know, vultures, it would be like killing a vulture. And, and I know they taste good. I know. Sin tastes good. Right? But their flesh is made to kind of filter out diseases and stuff like that. Catfish, he's also a scavenger. He don't eat nothing but the poop off the uh, bottom. That's the truth. He's not eating good stuff. He's eating whatever trash you got. Cat and you're just eating that catfish. Like, oh, yeah, give me three more. I like that all-you-can-eat catfish. 
all you can eat. Because whatever poison is in there, I'm going to have three portions of it. Now, I'm not making dietary laws. I'm just saying if you cross the line, you're going to get a consequence. And have you ever noticed that, I mean, like, sugar is one thing. Y'all don't want me to get on sugar, do you? Sugar is one thing, but when you go get donuts every morning, it is white flour with sugar in it, dipped in grease, and they put more sugar on it. And then they'll put sprinkles on top of the sugar, and you're like, this is so good. I feel so energized. You know, every time you eat a donut, something you're going like, that's a dang shame what you just did. <laughs> It's true. And it, there's hardly anything that's more attractive than a fresh, hot box of donuts. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. It's like, I can't. You, can you say no? It would seem like almost the devil if you said no. It would be like offending some kind of a law. If someone brought hot donuts, look, I, if one appeared, if, I would think an angel brought them <laughs> at my house. Well, here's the deal. I'm laughing about it, but y'all know it's true. I'm laughing because Louisiana, they, we're like, you know, eat, drink, and party, and then tomorrow we die. That's a Louisiana attitude about eating and life. And uh, other people don't think that way. But here, we want everything hot, freezing cold, you know, spicy. We want all of it. And Louisiana, just go to the mall and look around and say, how many people are in shape in Louisiana? Nobody's in shape. You'll have the ladies that buy the stretchy pants, and you're like, you shouldn't be wearing them pants. <laughs> you bought the pants, but you don't have the body yet. You can't make yourself slim by putting those pants on. You should not be wearing those exercise pants yet. Well, I know they stretch, but you're just going to have to wait. Nobody's saying, you know, you look slimmer. You don't look slimmer. <laughs> you look slimmer to yourself. <laughs> just sit in the mall and just take some notes. Say, how many people here transgressing? She did. He did. I know they did. <laughs> and like Pastor Evan said, I'm not trying to bring you under the law, but he was, something's got to help you change the way you do. If you want a different result, you've got to do something different. I know, you know, really, and you know, just you guys looking at you, some of you, I can, I'm focusing now, I can see. But it, it is, uh, as you get older, you start regretting all those donuts. And your, your arteries get caked up with all that grease. And, and you start paying the price, taking all that medication, and they all have these side effects. And then you've got to take medication to counteract the medication. What about just don't eat the donuts? What about don't just transgress? What about having a salad every now and then? I know it's heresy. I know some of you are like, this is just not God. <laughs> what he's saying right now. But you know I'm right. Crossing the line. God doesn't say you can't do this or that. But when you cross the line, see in Louisiana, they don't drink a glass of wine. They drink like a case of wine. So Jesus drank wine, but not like you drink. <laughs> I mean, please. Please, I mean, you, you just loaded, you, you gave away, you gave up heroin and took up wine when you got saved. <laughs> I mean, don't, you know, you stepping over the line, you know you're stepping over the line when you can't find your way to the car. Like my dad said, you can't find your behind with both hands. <laughs> you know that you stepped over the line because you're just all Christian loaded. Come on, somebody. 
And it, the thing is, you find out it's, it's not easy to quit, is it? It's, and it, you'll find out when you, the thing that you shouldn't eat, you want to eat because it's bad for you. And then when you start eating good things, you don't want to eat the thing you shouldn't eat. You know, you start eating fruit, suddenly you're like, I hate the taste of pralines. Go ahead and eat four pralines, you'll hate the taste of fruit. You like fruit, no, that's the devil. Give me the praline. Just give me the praline. Right? Because there is something going on. Your body loves to take in what's bad for it because it gets addicted to it. Right? It's a transgression. To, ch to be healthy, you got to change. You got to change. You know, you're bulletproof right now. You're 30 years old and bulletproof right now. But I'm telling you, you're going to wish you had changed those patterns. You're going to wish these things had happened. And you know what? Like Pastor Evan said, you're going to have to receive a grace. The blood of Jesus is going to have to change your nature. You're going to have to start loving the stuff that's good for you and hating the stuff that's bad for you. They say good habits are hard to start and easy to break. Bad habits are easy to start and hard to break. This is the fall of man. And if you want to get real, you're going to have to have a miracle. It's not going to be, I'm just going to, I'm going to change. Well, you know, you know, I, I have so many, I, we, I know we can laugh about it, but it is serious. It is serious because it's taking people's lives. They, you could be serving God for years and years, but instead you're in your 50s and you can't even hardly get going anymore. And it's all that that you're eating. You don't, you don't count it as a sin. It's a transgression. You just keep crossing the line. Now, God can forgive us for abusing our body, but at some point, you got to quit abusing it. Now, is that a word? If it's a word, say word. That's a word. Look, you can receive it or not receive it, but I'm telling you, it's real. It's the real struggle that people deal with. When they become a Christian, they go to the all-you-can-eat bar for Jesus. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. And they feel good about it, and they're going back just loads of food because it's a good deal. And, and at some point today, you need a grace. You don't need Jenny Craig. If you do Jenny Craig, God bless you. This time, I'm hoping you're keeping it off. <laughs> Just a joke. Because <laughs> we watch people on, on TV like Oprah. She lost it, then she found it and found some friends with it. <laughs> I know it's discouraging just to watch someone's life like, hey, just be fat, please, because we're tired of the drama. But it is true that right now, if you would release your faith toward the blood of Jesus, he not only forgives your iniquities, but he breaks the power, excuse me, forgives your transgressions, but he breaks the power of those transgressions that are in your body. Whether it's cigarettes, whether it is uh, some other uh, medical, uh, you know, medication that you got on that the doctor's handing out, whatever it is. You know it's serious. You know you're not controlling that. It's controlling you. And you were born to be free. Wouldn't you rather be healthy than always need to be healed? Well, that's God's purpose for your life. Second thing he said, uh, he was bruised for our iniquities. This word iniquities in Hebrew means bent toward, lean toward. And it speaks of stuff that's handed down from generation to generation. He said, the iniquities of the Father will be visited on the third and fourth generation of all those who hate me. But the blessing will be visited to a thousand generations of those who love me. 
God wants to visit blessing on your kids, but whether you like it or not, there an iniquity is something that is passed down. It doesn't mean that you are a uh, an alcoholic, but the lean toward being one can be passed down. Jesus was bruised for your iniquities, which means if you go to the doctor, they're going to say, "Tell me about your family. Is there mental illness in it?" When they're treating you, they just find out what's in your blood. They'll do a blood test and tell you everything about yourself. Jesus shed blood to break the iniquities that were being handed down from generation to generation. And some people will say, my sugar diabetes. Yeah, I got my high blood pressure. Is yours? I'd just give it back to the devil if I was you. Because none of that came from God. Those are not blessings. Those are curses. And just because your mom had, let's say, did your daddy have heart trouble? Yeah, did your mom have heart? Okay, you probably. Did your mom have breast cancer? There's no reason it has to pass down except for it's an iniquity. Sickness is an iniquity that has passed down. He was wounded for our transgressions and he was bruised. This blood was shed for our iniquities. Meaning some people, even if you're eating right, there's stuff that's being handed down and you're exercising. Stuff can be handed down to you that you had nothing to do with. Suddenly you, you lived a good life, you loved God, and suddenly they find breast cancer in you. That, that's an iniquity many times. Jesus came and warred against sickness. And Jesus said, I'm going to cure the source of it. It's an iniquity, mental illness, depression, these things. They'll ask you, the doctor said, well, did your mama commit suicide? Did you, a cousin, they'll, they'll try to find it in your family. They'll say, well, you're bipolar too because they were. There's no science behind that. And all the deal about an addiction being a, um, a, a disease, it's a disease, brother. Well, there's no evidence. There's no science that said addiction is a disease. They just say we can see it was in your grandfather. He was an ad addicted. Your, your father was addicted, and you're addicted. They say, well, it's not your fault. It's a disease. It's not a disease. It's an iniquity. It's passed down from generation. It's a lean toward. They call them dry alcoholics, people that don't drink, but they, they, they act like a drunk. You know, they're, they're stressed because they're determined not to drink, but they're always fighting it because they've got an iniquity. Jesus came. His blood breaks the iniquity. His blood destroys that iniquity. His, the Bible says at the cross, Jesus, let me read you this scripture. I know my time's almost up. Are you learning anything? Is this good for you? Because, you know, God wants you healed and healthy, but you're going to step into that today. Look at Colossians 2, 14. It says, having canceled and blotted out and wiped away the handwriting, the note, the bond, with its legal decrees and demands which was enforced and stood against us. This is talking about uh, sins, crossing the line, hostile to us. This note with its regulations and decrees and demands, he set aside and cleared it completely out of the way by nailing it to his cross. This is what he did. And he disarmed principalities and powers that were ranged against us and made a bold display of him, an example of them, and triumphing over them in the cross. Now, what am I saying is this. What I'm saying is this, that the enemy has a weapon when there is an iniquity in your life. Your parents didn't conquer it. Your grandparents didn't conquer that addiction. Your, your great-grandparents didn't conquer that perversion. And now it's visiting another generation. It's a curse. And the Bible said Jesus took all those curses and nailed them to the cross and his blood was shed not only to heal you but to destroy the curse. Not only did he destroy the curse, the Bible said he reversed it. 
The curse, instead of a curse, you have a blessing. The thing that used to be your weakest thing is becoming your strongest thing. Your weakest point that used to be an addiction, now freedom is what your life is marked by. That's what the cross does. It takes the weakest thing in your life and makes it the strongest thing in your life. Jesus came to destroy those family iniquities, and you know what they are. That temper, that pride, that depression, that sickness. You know, you got mad when your daddy was like that, your mama was like that, your grandma. You're like, everybody's got medicine everywhere for sicknesses they don't even have yet. It's an iniquity. People begin to expect, well, that you, you know, you're about 50, oh, you won't get it to you. You better go get your colon checked. What? What do you mean? What's well, passed down? Not to me. What's passed down to me is the blessing that came from the cross. And what I'm passing on to my children, I'm passing down the health and the healing that was purchased for me at the cross. I'm not passing down curses. I'm passing down generations of blessings. I've got a thousand blessed generations I'm fighting for. I'm going to stand. I'm going to reverse the curse in this generation. My generation will be the blessed generation. They won't be the cursed generation. They'll be the blessed generation. The last thing is this, the chastisement of their peace was upon him. The chastisement, the beating, the, you know, beating indicates chaos. You know, chaos. The chastisement of their peace, this is poetic, but it's powerful. Did you know the American Medical Association says that 70% of all illnesses are related to stress? In other words, they say, the experts say, that if people could deal with stress, the hospital would probably have to close down. The doctor would have to start charging reasonable rates. It's another story altogether. But they call it psychosomatic. Soma means body. Psycho means mind. It is the effect of the mind on the body. Psychosomatic illnesses, they say, 70%. That doctors say that 75 to 90% of their patients that come to the general practitioner that make an appointment, it is stress-related. 75 to 90%. Meaning if you could find some peace. The chastisement for your peace was upon him. Women, you stress too much. You worried about everything. You don't have a reason to worry about it, but you feel like it's your divine right. I must worry or I'm not a woman. You just need to stop. It's like an iniquity in a way. This fear, I'm not going to have enough. I'm not going to make it. Something bad's going to happen. The whole world is suffering from an epidemic of stress. Just study it for yourself. I don't have to study it. You study it for yourself. Stress. Stress out. Stress is the cause of heart disease. Stress is the cause of cancer. Stress is the cause of all these things that you think you can keep loading it up, loading it up, loading it up. Now you're worried about your grandkids. You're loading up, loading up, loading up, and you wonder why your body is breaking down, your mind is breaking down, your, uh, your immune system is breaking down. Uh, you're tearing it up. If you could get rid of the stress, it is part of our culture. 
if you could get rid of the stress, if you could have some blood, if you could have a nature that says, you know what, I'm not going to worry about what I can't control. God's going to handle his part. I'm just going to do what I'm supposed to do today. That's it. I can't control other people. I can't control money. I can't control the government. I can't control my kids. I can't control my husband. I can't control my wife. I'm going to quit trying to control everything. And I'm just going to do whatever God tells me today. I'm just going to go with it. I'm gonna, you'll be an old, healthy man. You'll be an old, healthy woman still living and producing and doing great things because you made a good decision. The chastisement of your peace was upon him. And by your stripes, he is healed. I want to read this one scripture and then we're going to pray. Jesus said this, my peace I leave with you. My own peace I now give and bequeath to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Listen to what he says. Don't let your heart be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed. And do not permit yourself to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. Peace is a gift. Peace is not your circumstances. Peace is the fruit of the presence of God in your life. It's peace in the midst of a storm. Jesus is in the boat. You're not going down. How are you going to go down? Jesus is in the boat. You're not going down. And all that stress is doing is making you sick in your soul, sick in your mind, sick in your body. You can't control your circumstances, but you can control the level of peace in your life. And today, God is going to break your stress addiction. Do you believe that? Look, it doesn't matter who in the room hears it or can't hear it. You need to hear it. Today, God is going to break your stress addiction. You can't handle it. The Bible says, cast in all your cares on him because he cares for us. Philippians 4 says, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. And the God of peace will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. God said, I'm going to set a guard over your emotions and you're not going to be freaked out and worried and scared and stressed. And then you'll be healthy by his stripes. Come on, say it with me, by his stripes. I am healed. No more going to the doctor because you're so stressed. ready to pray today? I know it's, it's 12.01, but, but I think I'm putting everybody on a fast today. I'm just teasing. No one's going to, let's not eat today. Okay, well, we just stand up with me. And we're just going to lift our hands to Jesus. Jesus loves you. Just like you love your children. He wants you to be healthy all the days of your life. He wants you to be strong all the days of your life. Come on, would you just declare it over this place? Say, healing is here. Healing's here. It's here right now. Now, don't stress out trying to receive a healing. Just relax and receive it. One drop of blood from the back of Jesus absorbs every transgression. Every time you stepped over the line and the enemy said, I can attack them because they overeat, they smoke, over smoke, they over drink, they overdo drugs. And the enemy has these arguments against you. And he says, well, this is my charges against them. I have the right to attack them. They've abused their body. The Bible says that God takes, it takes those charges that are against you 
because of the blood of Jesus and he nails him to the cross, the enemy is disarmed at the cross. All of those things, I have the right to do this to them because they did this to themselves. All of that, thank God you don't get what you deserve. Am I right about it? Thank God we get what he deserved. He received what you deserve so that you could receive what he deserved. He received the curse that you deserve so that you could receive the blessing that he deserved. You don't deserve it. That's what grace is. It was a gift that God is going to nail. One drop of that blood absorbs every transgression. Every time you cross the line in whatever area, things that you said, things that you did, all these transgressions that were uh, an argument against your body and against your children right now. Just lift your hand and say, every transgression by the blood of Jesus is nailed to the cross. And I declare, there is no argument. There are no charges against my physical body. Even though I've made tons of mistakes for tons of years, I declare all those charges against my life were canceled at the cross and the enemy was, the enemy was disarmed and put to shame come and wave your hand and say he can't touch me even though I've made tons of mistakes I didn't drink enough water I ate stuff I shouldn't have eaten even though those are arguments against me he can't touch this I'm under the blood of Jesus I'm under the blood of Jesus. Come on, declare that. Say the blood of Jesus is absorbing every transgression. Now say the blood of Jesus is canceling every curse, every iniquity from generations. All of those weapons that were formed against my ancestors and are trying to be formed against my children. I declare they were canceled by the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus on the cross canceled the curse of iniquity. Come and just lift your hands. Come and say, there's no argument against my family. Sugar diabetes, canceled. High blood pressure, canceled. Overeating canceled over drinking canceled all sin all iniquity at the cross was canceled one drop of the blood of Jesus has broken every curse come on and I receive it just do it don't don't stress over it just receive it can you feel it just coming over your body right now it's, it's touching your children's children are getting the effects of this prayer because it's affecting generations a thousand generations are coming out of the blessing all that you had to deal with is being broken at the cross now say by the blood of Jesus he was chastised for my peace today the blood of Jesus cancels to stress in my life fear worry anxiety 
from the devil. I reject it now in Jesus' name. I renounce it now in Jesus' name. I give stress and fear and eviction notice. Listen to me. The Bible says God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and love and self-discipline. So we find that fear, worry is a spirit. It's a spiritual thing. Spiritual things will stay in your life until you say, I'm done with you. They will control you as long as you accept them as your own thoughts. Come on with your hands lifted. Say, today... By the blood of Jesus, I speak to the spirit of fear. Get out of my life. I'm not worrying about money. I'm not worried about my health. I'm not worried about my children. I'm not worried about my future. Today, I received God's version of the future. I received gift of peace. Come on, put your hand on someone's back and say, receive the gift of peace. Jesus said, my own peace I give to you. Peace. 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 Be still and know that I am God and I have got you. Let all that stress go. This is what the Lord says. Release the stress. When stress gets on you, pray and I'll take it from you, says the Lord. And then leave it with me. For I nailed it to the cross. I've declared blessing and strength. This is what the Lord says. No weapon formed against you can prosper. And every voice that rises up against you to condemn you will be cast down, says the Lord. And you will not be intimidated and you will not be afraid of the enemy and his weapons. For his weapons have been defeated. He is a defeated enemy. And you will tread on serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy. And nothing will hurt you, says the Lord. Fear leaves your life. Come on. Evicted. It's the devil. Stressed. It's the devil. Come on. If you don't mind, in, the, in, in your mind's eye, I want you to take the blood of Jesus with hyssop. You know, that was a kind of a paintbrush they put in that bowl. And I want you to pl apply that blood over the doorposts and the lintels of your house. The lintels are the side posts and the, I mean, the, 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 side, the door posts are the side posts and the lintel is the one that goes across the top. And right now, say, I apply the blood from the back of Jesus over the doorpost and over the lintel of my house. And I declare destruction cannot come to my house. My house, my children, all that I own is under the protection of Jesus. And I prophesy after this day, stress leaves my life and will never be a part of my life again. Now listen, before we go, I want you to put this in your spirit. These three little words.
words. Put it in your spirit. Put it in your spirit. Because, of course, the enemy is going to try to see if you'll compromise and go right back to where you were. So put this in your spirit. It is finished. It is finished. It was shed. It is done. It's finished in Jesus' name. Can you give God a great shout, everybody? Do you believe it? All right, man. Come on, lift your hands to heaven and say, in the name of Jesus, by his stripes, I am healed. All sickness is absorbed. All sickness is canceled. And all sickness is removed from my body right now, this moment, this instant, in Jesus' name. Now say whatever it is that was in your body. Say it's gone now in Jesus' name. Back problems, neck problems. Gone out of your life right now in Jesus' name. And if you don't, can you just take one more second, lift your hands, and say the blood of Jesus has changed and removed the nature of sickly, undisciplined, unhealthy Adam. By the blood of Jesus, today I receive the nature of healthy, strong, conquering Jesus. All of my life is controlled by the hand of God. Today, energy, joy, and peace marks my life, marks my children, marks my business. Marks everything that I do in Jesus' name. And everybody said, come on, give God a shout, everybody. Woo! God bless you. Hug somebody. See y'all.